baby metal is adorable. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a pop culture type podcast that talks about comic books, movies, television, and other things. I'm Eamon. I'm Charlene. <laughs> and we're, uh, I guess, mainly going to talk about the Black Science arc that just ended. Yeah, um, I have a roller coaster of feelings about this, so... So it was a five-part uh, arc from issue 17 to 21, and it's, I guess, subtitled God World, and we'll get into that later, I guess. So it's from Image Comics, though, written by Rick Remender and drawn by Mateo Scalera. Right. Right. And then the colors by... Oh, You're asking I, for like, a little read much his there. Name a bunch of times. Well, because I noticed the colors. The color it? is very uh, vibrant yeah. and anyway, awesome. We're saving this discussion for a, in a minute. Right, but even then, we will not know who the colorist is. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so true. we usually start out with just some regular kind of geek news. Um, did you have anything? Um, I'm very excited to have, even though I knew that it was dropping on Hulu, it's been a while since I checked on it. So there's a lot more, but Sailor Moon, like the original, but it's not, I don't know when they switched, but now it's watchable in subtitles and dubbing. Mm -hmm. And I much prefer subtitles. And so it's much better and very awesome, and so I'm excited to be making my way through that once again, yeah. and really hoping for the next episode of, I mean, next season of uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. Is that the new one that you can watch? Yeah, I mean, it's really good. It's really, really good. How um, many seasons of the old one are there? Right now, five. I'm not sure how many total. Like ultimately, right? Um, I think that there are still new episodes dropping weekly for that but yeah and i've never completed that whole series so i just started from the beginning there's a whole bunch that i hadn't seen before because the americanized version they just sort of cut out the filler episodes and just focused on like the main episodes that move the story forward um but i like not just subtitled or or not subtitled it's completely rearranged for no i mean i mean there's added in Right. And so all the stuff that they didn't put on like Saturday morning TV is on there. So I'm excited about that and excited about seeing that. And I mean, I guess I could watch those episodes dubbed because they're available. I don't know why I would, but so it's weird that they were dubbed and then not shown, I guess. There's so many episodes of this though. So. I guess it's not that weird, but you'd think that they just wouldn't bother to dub them at all if they weren't going to show them. But um, Sailor Moon is my love. And when I was in Barnes & Noble the other day, I saw the figures and I've decided that I really do 
want some of these figures, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So. I mean, we spent most of our last episode talking about Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the interim, they've released one of the deleted scenes just oh, online. Have? Yeah, just threw it out there. It was, um, not sure why they did it, but why I they dropped seen, it or why they yeah, deleted it? No, why they dropped it and now instead of just waiting for like a, you know, movie release, home video release like they usually do. But I don't know. It was, it was Lex in like this fluid and I'm not really sure what happened, but or what is happening, but there's a SWAT team closing in on him and, um, there's this huge CG kind of villain character that appears with two mother boxes from apocalypse in his hands. And there's speculation about who it is because it doesn't look exactly like a character from the comic books, but, uh, it seems most likely that it's probably Steppenwolf, which was one of dark side's generals, but it was, it was pretty short, 40 something seconds long. And, and that was all there really was to it. So, I mean, but it was, it was a deleted scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the R rated version is going to have tons of additional footage with characters. We didn't even see it was odd. That's not really the most exciting thing about Batman V Superman that came out this week. Uh, Oh, there's more. Although it has. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. As expected, I suppose it experienced a precipitous drop at the box office for this weekend. Uh, so far, like seventy-one percent or something like it that. It dropped by seventy-one percent. Yeah. The, really? Yeah. So whatever. I mean, I listened to a bunch of the critical reviews um, throughout the week, and like, it's not like it's unfounded criticism, right? I just don't care. Well, and some of it I just am like, yeah, but I don't know that that necessarily makes it a bad movie so much as, I don't know what, I don't know. What's important, though, is that Ben Affleck has written a Batman solo film script in collaboration with Jeff Johns and turned it into Warner Brothers. Really? That's exciting. by his agent. So his deal right now, I think, is only for... I think it was a three, well, it must be four, four movie deal. Because uh, he's in, obviously, Batman v Superman. He's in the, new the Justice two Justice League, League movies that are going to come out. And he's also in Suicide Squad that comes out in August. Um, and so the, the solo Batman thing is not a, a foregone conclusion, I suppose. But he's written a script. And if he were to star and direct in a movie that he has written about Batman. I am all over that. That would be really cool to look into. Yeah. Um, you know how NBC has moving on, you know, how NBC has done a bunch of live musicals like the Wiz and Greece, Greece mm-hmm. all that. I guess they're moving. Were there into, more than those two? They did a live Peter Pan. And oh, I don't know, it didn't do well at all, right? I don't know if that's a musical necessarily. I know there's probably music in it, but um, yeah, I, I think I think, it was, I think they classified it as a, a live musical. But they're moving into live dramas now, apparently. Okay. It's going to be. Is that trying to like make network television 
like less on demand, like more popular, like more of a. I don't know. It's not a series. It's going to be a few good men live, like an Aaron Sorkin production of a few good men. Right. So. Is this going to be like they did with Greece, where like if you don't watch it live, like you don't get to see it? I don't. I'm actually not sure that we can't see the live production. Yeah, I never I even don't looked care. into it yeah. at all, even at all. So, um, I don't know. Iron Fist added to their cast. Uh, Jessica Henwick is going to be Colleen Wing, who I am unfamiliar with because we don't read a ton of Iron Fist. Yeah, but she's like a martial arts expert that's supposed to be a have a pretty big role in the in the series, which is still in the works. Not even doesn't no release date or anything, but she's a martial artist who is that a thing? Martial artist or like a martial arts expert who helps Danny Rand when he returns to New York from Kunlun. Helps him what? Navigate the world. I don't know. Maybe I mean, it's like a sidekick. But ew, I don't like that. <laughs> well, I don't know who. It I mean, is. like, I don't know if what he's Iron Fist, how is like some regular old martial arts expert going to like be? Again, I don't know. But okay. The person they cast has been. She was one of the Sand Snakes in Game of Thrones, and oh, cool. Yeah, she was also this uh, Jessica Pava from Star Wars, and I didn't know who that was, but she's the female X-wing pilot. Who apparently, as happens with many minor Star Wars characters, um, has, oh, has a, a following. Base. Yeah, yeah, and obviously that's an interesting thing about the Star Wars movies because yeah. that doesn't happen with like. And she's shown up else. in like other, you know, young adult stories and comic book stories and all this stuff. <laughs> but uh, Iron Fist is at least in the works. And also, we did buy the third volume of Iron Fist from Matt Fraction and Ed Brubaker. So, I'm excited to read that. I haven't. Me too. I started, like, half of the first issue that's in that volume, which I told you a little bit about. It's not even about Danny Rand Iron Fist. It's about this previous Iron Fist. It is sure to be good. But did you have something else? Well, I started watching Gilmore Girls, which I know we brought up. A couple of episodes ago, a few weeks ago. Did we? I feel like it might have. Yeah, and you briefly. said that you were just not going to watch it. Right. And I said, because they're bringing it back, <laughs> you know, they're bringing back to Netflix. Right. So that's exciting. And I thought maybe I should give it a try, which I kind of was interested in anyway, but it's one of those things that there's like so much already that I already don't have a lot of time, but I think this will be worth it to look into. So I'm going to do that. And I already watched two episodes with Courtney and he already enjoys it. So I have a little buddy mm-hmm. to watch Gilmore girls with since you're not on board, but yeah, it's cool. I like it. <laughs> I don't know. I think you would like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that I would necessarily dislike it. Is it because the title is girls? Yeah, that's it. Because just, it seems I'm not like... down with anything that has to do with girls. Completely opposed. Or I'm really just not interested in this TV show because I have enough. Uh, so, Meh. Yeah. 
But um, yeah. Anyway, those were my like two little extra things this week. Yeah. Yeah. I finished the first series, or this week, the fifth issue of the new Daredevil series came out. It was the end of an arc, uh, the Charles Soule one, and the new arc is going to have Elektra in it to probably, I'm sure, kind of coincide with the release of the TV show. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It was a good... So issue five was a good issue. It It seemed to wrap up everything pretty quickly, and that's okay, I guess, but... Uh, I'm still interested in following the book. That's sort of Charles Sewell's, Charles Sewell's thing, though. Like, he wraps things up. I mean, with uh, She-Hulk, it seemed like it was kind of stretched, stretched. And then the last issue of the first arc was like, everything sort of just yeah came together. And that's, and that's fine, I guess. You know, I don't... Why would it need to be a long, drawn-out thing? Did you listen to Pop Culture Happy Hour this week? What they, they, when do? they talked about Batman v Superman? Yes. No. Nope. But I also about the construction of blockbusters and um, all the problems that a typical blockbuster will run into in the third act and how it's drawn out. And He didn't do that with this, apparently, <laughs> with, with the Daredevil run. I mean, he's not done writing. He's going to keep writing it it's just a new arc but uh there was also some new images of the doctor strange movie that uh, started filming in new york so obviously they don't shut down the whole city around their production and there was a bunch of pictures of him and chiwetel Ejiofor as uh baron mordo running around the city i've sort of fallen off the benedict cumberbatch bandwagon like he's okay but what I really need is some more Sherlock to get back on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when, we haven't seen the Christmas special yet. Yeah, but I need some, like, more anyway. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for the movie. I don't know when that comes out. Probably next year. But I didn't know who Baron Mordo was. I still don't. So I, I Googled it. And he is just somebody who trained under the Ancient One, just like... Stephen Strange did. I guess he was training there, and Stephen Strange showed up, and uh, there was some plot that he foiled of Baron Mordo to kill the Ancient One, who was played by <gasps> Tilda Swinton in the new movie. Tilda Swinton's the best. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. They're running around New York together, though, so I'm not sure if he's as villainous in this one or if they're just... Could be one of those, like, hey, I have to, like, yeah. get this villain to help me because I need the help sort of thing. So, like, we're on the same side for a little while. Yeah. That old trope. <laughs> There's some more Wonder Woman pics also on the on the internet. I can't believe you don't show these to me. Well, I saw them today, and there wasn't a lot of time between when I saw them and when we sat down. But I think there was a lot of time. There was enough time, sure. It was filled with other things, though. So, I mean, I have little control over how you choose to spend your time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, it they were just some pictures of them filming, like looked like, kind of like on a beach where she was pulling Steve Trevor out of the water. This was in the typical Wonder Woman lore where she's kind of reintroduced or introduced to the world of man, and that's how she's kind of gets involved with their their doings but 
when she saves Steve Trevor's life. So that's probably what that was. All right. Um, I got I got lots of these little things because all we're talking about is black science. But DC Rebirth. There's we talked a little bit about it last week, and they're, you know, starting to roll some of our, the new creative teams out for the series. Um, I'm still unclear why exactly they're calling it DC Rebirth and yeah. making all this effort to say, oh, we're not rebooting stuff, um, even though they're renumbering everything. And then even the stuff that they're not renumbering, they're reverting to old numbering for like action comics and yeah, detective comics. I don't understand. I guess we'll see as it starts to rule out. But, but I am excited for, for new creative teams on some of these stories. So, um, what else? The Flash is back. It was off for a few weeks. Yeah, which is Every weird. Week, I don't know why. Tegan would be like, is there a new Flash? And I was like, no. No. Uh, but it was a good episode. It was a good episode. I liked it. it yeah. Was, um, so it, it picked up from, you know, the big reveal at the end of the previous episode was Zoom took his mask off and it was... Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick. Cray. <laughs> so, I don't know. What did you think of the episode? Um, I mean, I liked it. It was good. There was that boring thing at the end that we talked about, and it's like, nah, it has to get all emotional. And Yeah, there's some emotional stuff that really hits on the show, and that wasn't one of them. Yeah, um, I will um, definitely agree with that. Um, so, they're still trying to find out how to get Barry faster to beat right. Zoom. So he does the whole time travel thing. Right, which... which Things go wrong. Of course. I was super surprised. It's just such a bad idea. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I just I just don't understand. They need, they need to try stuff, man. <laughs> what, time travel? Yeah. Come on. Everything so is all messed up. Yeah. Except for this then emotional thing that we don't really need to see because it's boring. And that's yeah. the only good thing that comes from it. So he goes back in Ish. time to get to the old Wells, the old Dr. Wells, who was Eobard Thon. And, and he they was, don't think that they're going to be like that. He's going to figure it out. He's like a super genius. Well, he's told before he even goes back in time that this dude's going to figure it out. Don't be an idiot and go back in time. But yeah, and he does it anyway. Yep. And then the stupid time wraith follows him around, which is creepy. It's creepy. It was creepy. But I thought it was uh, oh, it's a fun. good thing yeah. to throw in there. Uh, I'm sure it's probably from the comics I've, that I've never seen. But Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I liked that. It was good. I mean... Yeah, so this was episode 17, I'm I, pretty sure. I don't know. And Kevin Smith directed episode 21. He's oh, been we're closing in. Yeah. And he went up there, like, last week or two weeks ago. And so he's been talking about it a lot on the podcasts that he has, just his experience up there. And, um, I don't know, very excited to see how the rest of the season plays out, because it's definitely one of my favorite shows. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it, too. And I like that we can watch it all together and that everyone's on yeah. board. And very, it's... Everyone's very excited about it, too. Yes. Like, and it's not like... Like, Tegan's excited about um, Legends of Tomorrow, but that's only, like, eh, it's okay. I mean, yeah. like, I don't mind watching it. I I mean, I like watching it, but it's not, like, where I'm, like, really excited to, like, keep up with it. Um, 
So this is a fun one. I'm glad it's like our family show. Yeah. So, because, I mean, you had those growing up, right? Yeah, like Murder, She Wrote. We had Murder, She Wrote. Stuff like that. Yeah, we had Family Matters. We always Mm -hmm. watched Family Matters together. Family Ties. Yeah, we did that one. Um, There's a lot of them. There's a lot. And so it's nice that we we have one of those. Yeah. Is it just one? I think it is. We don't watch a lot of, like live tv it's right it's, just it's not like a we different. have to sit down and like you know but i don't mind that we only have one yeah we, we watch a lot of other stuff together movies and right um the only other thing i had written down before we get into black science was baby metal right which is the name of a band <laughs> uh found them amazon prime had them in their spotlight because their new album second album uh, metal resistance just came out and it's it's interesting i mean it's like um it's metal kinda, pop it's, yeah it's kind of good mashup that um it does it does sound good we haven't listened to all of it no i think we've done what i've like listened to maybe three songs yeah me too that okay. was that was it <laughs> but it's three teenage japanese girls singing in japanese and you know fronting a metal band and uh, i don't know i have no problem with that a lot of people do like a lot of metal heads i I read some reviews just kind of thumbing through some stuff uh that they don't like that the girls are like just singers no they don't like the pop you know intrusion into metal they don't you know oh okay like i'm sure there are some people like that but a lot of the reviews i i read were I mean, I, I read a couple of reviews that just had this similar take on, on the album as far as what people on the extreme metal side who uh, are completely opposed to any pop and selling out, quote-unquote, whatever. Uh, but the reviewers who are also into metal, you know, like the, like the music. And I, well, I mean, it's enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. And it's something different. Like I mean, I don't hear that. You know, you know you you should do your do your bit about understanding. <laughs> understanding. Oh. <laughs> My bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind that I don't understand it because I don't understand what most metal songs yeah. are singing anyway. So. I just thought it was funny because we had the conversation in the car where you go, "Oh, I should have saved it." <laughs> I should have saved it. Well, it's like the I mean, you know, but I but do, I do like true. it. It's true. Like, yeah. I don't mind that I don't understand the lyrics. Like, yeah. No, it, you don't need to. It do, I don't feel like it detracts from the music at all. Yeah. And we were, when we were listening to it in the car, you, you even said, I bet Courtney would be all, all kinds of into this. And so one of the reviews I read had a link to a, one of their music videos for this, uh, the second song, actually, the one that you were like, oh, I like this one. It's called Karate. But I started watching it on my phone, and immediately, like, five seconds in, Courtney pops up from where he's sitting in the living room, kind of, and then starts slowly oh, walking over towards me. Just the little meerkat me. thing? Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> just like, what is, what is happening? What is, hap- what is going on?
but it was it was good. It is. I, I'm enjoying it. And I didn't realize the name of the band was Baby Metal. For some yeah. reason, I thought that was like the genre we were listening to. Yeah. I like it even more now. Yeah. <laughs> Baby <laughs> Metal is adorable. Yeah. It's adorable. I wonder if their first album is on Prime. Oh, probably. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I guess that'll probably do it for the, the, day, the right. random, the random was, facts. This has been fun. But... Uh, so this week, the... <laughs> See, I yes. just ignored me. <laughs> yep. It's the best approach, I find, for okay. most most things. <laughs> awesome. Uh, this week, the fifth and final issue of the God World arc in, in Black Science came out. So uh, Black Science is one of those books that has so much going on in it that when you read it month to month, it's really easy to lose some of the threads that are going through it. But I've really enjoyed this God world arc. And when the final issue came out uh, and you gave up on on the series a while ago because of, you know, some of the events. Well, not some of the events. I mean, I can elaborate in a second when you're (laughs) okay. But we did, I mean, we've talked about Black Science on the podcast before, yeah, episode 7, actually, and we're on 39 now. I didn't think it was that long ago that we had talked about it. <laughs> it was back in May of 14. Yeesh, that's like two years ago. Yeah. But when I saw that the fifth issue was coming out, and we didn't really have anything specifically picked out to talk about this week, I suggested this, and, you know, so you caught up just on this arc and the issue that preceded it. Right. But, you know, basically leading up to God world, the dimensionauts have been jumping through dimensions and basically, uh, trying to get back home. Yeah. And screwing things up along the way and, uh, losing people along the way. Yeah. And Remender really, uh, takes advantage. I think of the fact that they're just hopping through dimensions cause there's, you know, different iterations of each character for every dimension. And he doesn't hesitate to pull them in and have them interact. And right. um, Which is fine. I mean, that's like a a typical thing in fiction is the, you know, coincidence factor. Like what, like, you know, crazy things that could happen do happen. And um, I mean, that's been going on since the beginning of fiction. Um, But Okay. So the thing that made me quit wanting to read it was like, I really liked the whole series. I felt like up until the very last issue of the first arc. And so that's why I stopped reading it. And the fact that it was two years ago makes me feel a little bit better about not remembering exactly why I was just like, ugh. but I mean, they killed off the main character. It seemed the way that it happened seemed like a cop out. But I don't remember why. I just remember feeling that way. And I was like, well, that's a simple solution. And I know that it fixes itself now, but like it still just made me like, oh, that seems like cheating. However it was, it felt like cheating. Yeah. I um, like this arc though, and how this one does ends doesn't feel like cheating. Like I like the problem solving. So the problem with giving up on the series in the way that you did is that they 
they didn't even kill off that character. I think it's safe to say at this point in the series. Right. And I didn't remember. I, I, and I still don't remember all the exact things that happened in that, in that arc and in that issue. I had to just Wikipedia it because I didn't want to go back through all the issues. And it was basically like, he was trapped into this pillar. He didn't die. He was saved. And the people on that world put him to work building another pillar. That seems kind of like cheating too, but I'm not sure how I but. don't know. <laughs> I'd have to go back and read it, but I mean, nah. so the point is we're going to move on and just talk about what's currently happening. Right. And, uh, in the issue before the God world arc, they are trying to all get back to the pillar. There's lots of, moving pieces in in so in as much as what the characters are doing and how each of them has um their agenda but the pillar that they have is got enough juice for one more jump and they are all trying to get home it's sabotaged except for rebecca and all kinds of crazy stuff happens eventually they end up scattered all over the eververse which is, I'm pretty sure that's what they call it. Yeah, I wrote it down just to make sure. <laughs> uh, and and Grant McKay, the main character. Who didn't die. Who is not dead. Wound up in this place that they call God World. Kind of this universe apart from the norm. I'm yeah. I'm not sure how to describe it. But he's been there for three years when the God World arc picks up. So it's a three-year jump in time. I like the use of like reality, not reality in the, in the God world thing. I like, it helps Grant like work through a lot of his issues. I mean, like it was sort of just up and down for me. I think because like, because of how I felt like the feeling was still there from when I gave up reading it, it was hard for me to sort of trust in the story. Does that make sense? Sort of, but so I'm still processing it. I haven't decided whether or not I want to keep going. Um, I do like some of the, the creativity though, that goes into how things are worked out. I don't like some of the stuff just seemed like really depressing and like, ugh, like with the memory stuff. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I mean, basically like humans suck and you just have to deal with it and, and like accept your own flaws and faults and like move on. And, and like part of me likes that, but part of me is like, ugh, I don't want to be told that like in such a, like a preachy sort of lesson learning kind of way. So I guess. I guess that's one way to look at it. The first, the first three issues of, of this arc is definitely like one long therapy session for the main character. Right. But I think ultimately it's all about how you approach life is going to determine the way your story's written. Okay. Well, that makes it. And it does. Yeah. And it does take into account, you know, the things in the past that form the person you are today, but it also says that, that that stuff doesn't have to define who you are going forward. I guess, um, it can be a part of it and right. Well, and it has to be because right. it is a part of you, but right. Which is why I liked 
once all of that got worked out, I really liked what happened after. So maybe I just didn't want three issues of therapy session. Maybe yeah. that's what I felt. Maybe it was a little bit drawn out, but I did like all the different um, kind of visual things, at least. That oh, they, definitely. That yeah. they use, that, they're, that they employed to kind of play out that, to illustrate his whole backstory without just... A bunch of flashbacks. There were flashbacks in there, but there was the puppet show. I really thought the puppet show was weird yeah. in a cool way, <laughs> you know, but also and then, it, it was very uncomfortable, but not in a way that was like bad. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that that's what it intended to be or was intended to be. Um, it was uncomfortable. There's this audience like watching his memories play out right. on a stage. Um, so that was very cool. I guess the more we discuss it, the more I get on board with the story. So the story that's playing out is, you know, a bunch of, of his childhood and the things he dealt with, the trauma and how it affected him and his brother and how each of them chose a different way to, 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 deal, with it. to deal with it and how it affected what their life turned into. Yeah. And then the third issue, uh, a lot of it is. Uh, very clearly symbolic trek up this mountain that he's following his dad right. who has told him everything you're either climbing or, or falling. And as he's climbing, he's slowly shedding all these, all this baggage that he's carrying with him. Right. Very like a metaphor. Right. And at the top of his climb, he reaches the center of, or the heart of the God world. And when he breaks through the top of the mountain, there's that huge splash page of the mountain with the face that's talking to him. Uh, the yellow kind of lava all around. Lava? Not water? I mean, it could be water, but it's all flowing down off Like mountain, a waterfall? But along a bunch of different paths. I mean, obviously, it's not lava. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the imagery that... Uh, Stuck with me. Love is very destructive. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if we're talking about metaphors, it's more like life is a river. Which way will you flow? Yeah. Yellow water is less appealing. <laughs> but I mean, if it's golden, anyway, it's golden. It was a very beautiful splash page, uh, which, <laughs> you know, kind of, uh, We've always liked Mateo Scalera's stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, and speaking of the unknown colorist from this book, because we don't have it in front of us. and uh, We're old and don't remember things. Yeah. So really beautiful stuff. It is. And it's got like flying whales behind it. It's very um, kind of surreal scene, as is most of this God world stuff. But basically... This being is what took his memory. He because have we even covered that he didn't have his memory for those three years? No. So he took his memory uh, in an effort to kind of help him heal, and now he's in this place where he's ready to deal with the memory of everything that he's been through. Um, but long story short, he's ready to get back down to business. He wants to track down his people uh, who have these suits with homing beacons, but they're spread throughout the Eververse. 
he's ready to to have his hero moment and right which is fun which makes it more right. fun i like when it's i just like reading things that are positive have the positive right. spin so and at the end of issue three he's back at his hut he finds that he's already constructed this new pillar to to travel around in uh, you know in spite of his constantly having to remind himself of what's going on mm-hmm. powered by imagination <laughs> which um can be kind of i guess viewed as like a corny thing but i i find it less corny while i'm re- in the context of the book while i'm reading yes what's i will leading agree up with to you. it mm-hmm. at at its core it's, it's kind of corny but <laughs> <laughs> But so I feel like it was used well, though. Yes. Yes. So, uh, and he's on his way, and obviously issue four, not obviously, but predictably, uh, things go awry at, as soon as he jumps to a new dimension, and issue four is him dealing with... A new these, set of problems. Right, which is the millipedes, the death cult of drones, I think was what the... Yeah, mm-hmm. drones, uh, who he's encountered before... They have this handheld pillar that they took from one of the Grant McKay's uh, in whatever dimension. But in those three years, they've kind of been spreading across the Eververse and just killing whatever they find. Right, because it's better that way. Right. Uh, but on this world, he finds a ship. That was left behind by another Grant and, you know. Well, it was brought to him by his little arm right. candy. Right. Which <laughs> was also from... The other Grant. The other Grant. Uh, but Who was, seems like a better version of him, <laughs> but no longer existing. So we're yeah. stuck with this one. And so, again, I don't know. I don't... Obviously not defeated this entire death cult. I think they've spread across. We'll probably see him again is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> but, uh, he gets in the ship and he starts kind of just ripping through all, all these dimensions, uh, simultaneously trying to find hit the rest of his crew and traveling and to the center. mainly his children. Right. But also traveling to the center of the Eververse, which... Uh, again, from another version of himself, he's been told he needs to go to the center of the Eververse. Uh, all these jumps through dimensions are basically unraveling time, and it needs to be fixed. And the beacons he's tracking, you know, he doesn't know who they are, so the next one he finds is uh, the Rebecca character that double-crossed them all, and scattered them across the Eververse. Well, he doesn't necessarily find her with that beacon, but she has right. not become a better person in the three years that right, have she, gone by. <laughs> she got what she intended. Right, which her twin brother in her dimension had died, and that was basically all she wanted out of this whole project as she you know because she was part of the development right and so her justification was that her loss was greater than any sacrifice that she had to make so 
Right. And she's basically almost gone on a little killing spree to get what she wanted. Even though that wasn't her intention. But, you know. Well. It was, you know, One of them, at least, wasn't her intention. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's part of their conversation, I guess, about her and some of the other characters that they had been opposed to in prior story was just, you know, you can justify anything in your head. Right. And so ultimately this is about consequences. I have that word written down right here. Oh. (laughs) I do not. I just thought it up. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, consequences for actions, choices, decision-making. Yeah. Um, So the way the the arc plays out, the way it ends, um, I was a little concerned that you might not like it as I was reading it. But then I thought back, because it's about consequences and facing those consequences, whether you're willing to or not, what happened to Rebecca at the end of this uh, arc seems kind of shitty until you think about what she had done up to that point. I don't know. I, I, right. I felt I like it might make you uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, but mad at, at the way it was playing no, out. No, I felt like it was, you know, like, I mean, what other consequence could there be? He's right. going to eat. I mean, he has a couple of choices. And ultimately, I think what he decided to do in order to sort of repair the damage that was done in this world was the best choice he could have made. Um, She chose to live on that world, and now she is forced to live with the consequences of her actions on that Earth, um, or on that world, in that universe, um, because that's where she chose to be. And so I don't feel like she was abandoned in any way. No. I thought it was was really... It's just so much different than, uh, I don't want to say like all comics, but you know, we read a lot of superhero comics and I really like those comic books. Mm -hmm. Uh, but when you read something like this, it's so different and, um, so much more introspection goes into, I think, writing and even, uh, even drawing and in these comic books that, uh, I really... I really like this. I really like this series, and I really like this arc in particular. So, right. I'm glad that you said, "Hey, take a look at this." Um, I may or may not keep going with it. Yeah. So, um, but I did like this part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, yes. So that'll probably wrap up our black science discussion. I don't know if you wanted to hit Zootopia real quick. Because I we mean, did go we are kind of long. Theater. We did, yeah. Um, yeah, we saw it. I liked it. I don't know. Am I going through, like, a phase where I just really don't love everything anymore? Like, I just... No. It was good. I liked it. Was it. it was good. funny. It was entertaining. It was all those things, but it was also what you said earlier today. You know, it was very didactic. And it was... That's not a bad thing. I mean, it's a kid's movie. Like, and they're all like that. It's yeah. all, you know, let's <laughs> let's teach you a lesson. Um, but it, it was fun, and I have no issue with the movie. I have no issue with the movie. I, I don't need to see it again. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was fine. The kids liked it, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Tegan liked it, and her friend. Right. So. 
not our kids, our kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll probably wrap up the episode. Yeah, I think we're we done. have some other things to get to, like making patty melts. Yeah, feeding the <laughs> feeding feeding our poor starving children. Well, mostly me. I'm really hungry, but I guess <laughs> right? that they can eat too. Of course. Uh, so we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at GeekChew. Uh, our website is geekchew.com. You can download the episodes there. I found a way to include a little download link on the Squarespace site. Or you can subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcast app. Well, uh, many other podcast apps. And if you leave a rating review on iTunes, apparently that does something good for the podcast. So we would appreciate that as well. Suggestions are nice. We're almost at episode What do you want to listen to? What do do you want (laughs) us to talk about? Uh, but that'll probably just about do it for us tonight. It's so, done. It is done. It was fun. It was smart. We liked all of it. <laughs> I guess. Mostly. <laughs>